On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. So unfortunately for everybody else, you get to hear my beautiful voice coming in hot. Uh, yes. On the mic and we got the the almost the whole crew. Almost. Zach, Matt and Jenny. Hey, everybody. Jenny. We hello, had hello. to do a classic second shot. We've been doing so many sit downs. We've just been missing that so much. Zach is wrapped up in some freelance project that couldn't possibly be as important in this, this podcast. I know. Go put hate mail on his Instagram page or something. <laughs> Go give him some bad reviews on on. Uh, what do people review? Can I just tell you a little something that what about this little time going on over these couple of weeks tell. has me so happy with is that so much going on in football, like all the free agency moves and the mm. makes and hot stuff, like makes me so happy. Is that why you've been happy lately? I love it. Like I, I thought I, it was like my good cooking. I love seeing all the all of the changes, like you know the the puzzle pieces, and then it's like watching it drop on oh my god so and so actually left and went there there and i know all the cowgirl fans are happy that dax oh my god oh cowboy fans my bad i have no concept of even like what season it is (laughs) because the all the sports seasons got shortened and pushed back and lengthened are we back on track like is every sport just back on normal seasons now more or less right like I i think i know basketball and hockey had that weird season but i think they're they're getting back to normal yeah, it's just yeah. like a, it's all like limited capacity in different stadiums, yeah. but it seems like they're all back at normal. Well, except for in Texas, if you're going to a baseball game. What? <laughs> the first game's full capacity. Oh, wow. Nothing. You do have to wow. wear a mask inside, which is going to be like hot and, and oh, you yeah, know. Oh, it's going to be inside now because the Globe Life is inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Forget so it'll now. be it'll be masks required, but you there's going to be a billion people there. So, you know, pick your poison, right? Like, if you want to go to the game, you got to wear the mask. That's kind of the deal they're doing. You know, I'm a really weird on almost everything. I like, I love my football and sports and um, motocross and all that. But, like, I am, I really prefer being at home watching any of it. I, I, I prefer, I feel like I get to see better of everything from the game to everything by watching it on TV at home because you get to, See a lot more going on versus being at the stadium, I guess. I'm, I'm, oh, I you guess totally I'm, yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird like that. You know, but there are those people that are diehard that need to be at I feel the like deal. The, I feel like the only sport that, um, I it, for me personally, that is uh, worse to watch on TV um, is baseball. I like being in the stadium for baseball. But I don't really, I don't really love baseball, so it's not something where I'm like, I'm always watching a game, enjoying it, and watching it on TV. I find it to be a little agonizing. But being at the stadium with everybody around and getting, 
hot dogs or whatever like that. Like I like the atmosphere, I think probably more than I do the game. I'm totally with you. I don't like yeah. baseball like at all, like yeah. at all. But I think baseball games are so fun. We took yeah, Brighton to one, like was it right before the pandemic kind yeah. of? And we had a ball. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know who was playing, but we got <laughs> delicious snacks and it was so much fun. Okay, you guys, should we get into these headlines? I hope we're not rusty after not doing the traditional second shots. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, this is kind of the how the show started was we take a headline, we take a second shot at it, and this first one is wild. And here's the headline. Wife's response to husband's message to lose weight goes viral. She should have given you divorce papers was the response. And we got it on video. So, yes, this husband posted a video online saying that he purposely bought his wife a dress that was too small for her. So, Matt, let's let's let everybody just hear the clip. Let's roll it. So I've noticed my wife has gained just a little bit of weight lately. So what I decided to do was for her birthday, I bought her a really, really nice dress, but just a couple sizes too small. And I put a note on it that said, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in this, thinking, you know, it might motivate her. Well, anyways, I came home from work the other day and I saw a pack of condoms that were way, way too big for me <laughs> on the counter. I had a note on it that said, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in these. <laughs> Boom. Oh my goodness. And that's it. Uh, this, by the way, is from Mike underscore P underscore 89. He does happen to be a comedian. Obviously, that's the whole thing was like, yeah, that's, that's... it was done in jest. But I do think this is a thing that couples do. I think that couples do this thing where they sort of like hint around an issue and then it ends up creating an even bigger issue <laughs> when they should have just had the guts to say. If, if, he, if it was real... Then kudos to his wife for doing the condom thing behind it. But, you know, but right. like if it was real, then he is just an idiot. I mean, I don't know. Uh, surely there's not men out there that are that stupid. Oh, that I'm would sure there are. Oh, there surely <laughs> are men out there that are that stupid. Are you kidding? Babe, are wow. you new? Wow. Like, the- I mean, that's just a death's wish. I mean, that that is that is digging your grave for yourself if you did that. That's pure just dumb. So I can I can speak to this a little bit. Um, j- recently, my uh, wife went on a diet um, on a low carb, low cholesterol kind of Mediterranean style diet. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, like that cuts out a lot of food that I love. I love I love <laughs> bread. Like, How is this going to impact me? Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, and it and it, it was fine for a while. she was fine with like hey we'll we'll have dinner together. You'll have whatever I'm having for dinner, but for other meals or or whatever, if you have to work late, you can get whatever you want. And I was fine with that. Well, come uh, what, a little over a month ago when we were all frozen in mm-hmm. and couldn't leave the house, and I was suddenly stuck with the realization that there is no food in the house other than the Mediterranean diet, the, the diet food. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll try this. So I went on. I, I did the thing. I mean, it's basically keto, right? Um, I did the thing, and I lost 16 pounds that first week. Literally, I was going to say, you look different to me. Yeah, like insane. your so, face looks different. Like your whole so self now, looks different. Now I was like, well, that worked. Um, so I st- I've stayed on it more, uh, more or less, like stayed pretty close to what we were doing. And I guess it's what, a little over a month and I'm down about 25. Oh my gosh. So, I was literally trying to figure yeah. out what was different about you. Yeah. Your whole stuff. You lost a whole toddler. <laughs> yeah. So like, but there was a, there was a struggle there for a while, especially when I was first starting it. And uh, this is, this is why I can say I can speak to this because when I was first starting it, I was miserable because she was also doing intermittent fasting. So it was like, you don't start eating until noon. And you're like, no one's going to eat breakfast with me. Right. And I, well, I was just like, 
I'm starving and I don't like some of this stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm not in love with avocados and, and like, like that's a lot of what you have to eat. And like, there's just so many things. And I was just miserable. I was just moping around the house and I'm like, I, I hate this. I mean, I'm doing it because I got to do it. And we finally had to sit down and talk and she was like, I need you to support me. Like, if you're going to do this, do it. And I understand it sucks, but like do it and try and try to be positive about it and support me. And um, I had to flip a little switch there, but but again, once I saw it, I was like, "Oh, it's actually working." I was a I was a lot more on board, and, and no, so, my, yeah. that is completely different than what this guy did. No, this yeah, is, absolutely. I mean, no, absolutely. but I get where he's saying the relationship, yes. the, that kind of stuff. I I've got That's more true. questions about this. No, she no she didn't say to you, "Hey." Will you do this with me? It was just like she prepares the food, so you were like, "Crap, I have to do this." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because she like she works from home, and so usually it's you know I come home and she's already started something for dinner, or she's doing the shopping and she's having to eat at home, so she's buying a lot of this a lot of the stuff um, that we have in the house. So it, it made sense that she wanted to get rid of all that stuff prior to me starting this, and we'd done this before. And like I I'm not gonna say I'm always the one that breaks the diet, but it was it would be a thing where. If she's on if she's on a diet and she's like, I really want to go get get a hamburger. I'm like, yes, let's go get a hamburger. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, and I had to be I had to not be that person, and I had to and um, so it was hard, but uh, yeah. I'm impressed with both of you because it is really hard to do one thing when the other partner is like not. And I'm yeah. impressed that you went along with her. What was your second shot on this? My second shot on this was people do these like subtle kind of joke things. Like he's always like, I'm joking. And I'm like, no, but are you joking or are you actually pissed about this? Because why don't you just tell me like, like people in the world, relationships, et cetera. If something's actually, I think we go do way too often where we're like, oh no, I didn't really mean that. But like, there's a little bit of you that means it. So how mm -hmm. about if you mean it, like just say it and then you move on super quickly. For example, he made me mad about something yesterday. I don't even remember what it was, but I brought it up like immediately. So I was like, you know what? Why, why sit here and fester? And then I'm going to be mad all night long. I'm going to be mad till like tomorrow morning at seven. And he's going to be like, what's she mad about? I have no clue. And I've been like building up anger for a good 12 hours now, right. as opposed to just being like, Hey, why'd you do that? That actually ticked me off. You know what I mean? Like, instead of him saying to his wife, I'm sorry, but like, you're, I'm not, as attracted to you right now. That no, kills. No, don't believe that, man. You no, that's no, no, no. stupid, no, no, no. but not no, no, no. believe what is coming out you of her mouth. You can say it in that a different way. That is not a smart choice. I don't care who you no, are. No, I actually do disagree. Not do that. I think no. it's better to say, you? hey, this thing or like whatever that, like, I'm not feeling that. I it, think it's better to say it than to give hints. Either you can do nothing. You could also do nothing. That's okay. an option too. But to give weird, subtle hints, it's very confusing to be on the opposite end of any of that. If your wife leaves stuff all over the bathroom and it irritates you, tell her. If you think your wife is overweight, do not tell her. <laughs> That's that 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 would be just not an intelligent move. What about what if you're like concerned about her health or you're kind of like, ooh, I'm just like I want you to be around. I'm staying the hell away from it. He's, he's going to let her die. He's like, fine. Personal responsibility. Yeah. Really, you know, babe? I like I like where you're going with it on the second shot of, of the communication because you, you see a lot, especially with the pandemic going on, that people are having more issues at home and all that. And, and out of, you know, Jenny and I have always kind of consistently gone to different, you know, marriage counseling and, and staying in it and, and just making it a priority to, to keep doing it as, as a... Um, just as a constant growing and, and working too. And the number one thing that it all comes down to is always communication. Mm -hmm. It is always people harboring things. And like you said, 
with the one little irritation thing, bringing that up and, and, and then working through that. But communication is one of the biggest things. Cause you'll sit there and just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. And then you blow up. And then you make it, you make a TikTok video. Yeah. And the whole world hates right. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, and it just, it only makes it worse, right? Like yeah. when it, a situation, which may have also been a, a tense uh, conversation or something like that is only made worse by waiting and then getting more and more mad about it until eventually you're, you're starting at a hundred when you could have maybe started at 50 and, and worked from there, you know? And, and, like, men, and men are terrible about talking. Like why, I mean, why, what's so hard about just being like, Hey, Hey, that thing that you do, that thing, Jenny, where you like leave your crap everywhere, he, can you not, as opposed to like joking about it or, or making a comment to somebody else or making a TikTok video, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that. I just think that we just get to the, it's like you, if you're running a mile, like you can go in and out and in and out and in and out and up and down and hills, or you could just like run the mile and you get done with the mile faster. Yeah. I think the other person has to be receptive to that though, right? Like has to be Fair. receptive to that type of conversation where you can <laughs> say, <not> always. <laughs> where you can say something and be like, I, I'm not meaning this in a mean way, or I'm not meaning this in a judgmental way, but I, I noticed this thing that you do. Um, and it bothers me, not that you bother me or not that, you know, I'm mad at you or anything like that, but it's, it has to, you know, you finding that balance of, saying the right thing and also being able to hear that, hear what they're saying well, behind the right thing. Right. I'll tell you some of the stuff that we've learned that, and then we'll, we'll we can wrap it up. But I, the, the fact of, so I, I teach in leadership all the time that if you're going to give feedback to people, um, you know, is doing it in a controlled environment. You know, a lot of times people end up letting it blow up and where it's a heated deal and it gets into it and, you, and it's all that versus my advice is to wait till, Things are great and good and all of that, and you're just kind of hanging out. That go, hey, can I? I'm a fan of asking permission. So for feedback and say leadership wise, like you're talking about personal close, you know, relationships. I'm going to talk about leadership wise of, of with mm -hmm. your teams and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you you wait till you know somebody on your team isn't doing something, you blow up at them, and then um, it doesn't do any good. Just like a relationship with a man and wife or a man and man, whatever you know, spouses. Um, the same thing in leadership that. Um, wait till things are good and calm and say, hey, do you mind um, if I can give you some feedback, you know, and, and ask for permission to do so. And if they say, yeah, in a calm environment and you get the feedback, yeah. it hits it hits home a lot easier and goes much better. A lot of people are scared of those communication because they do it in emotional high times and it blows up. And so they get scared of it. But understand if you do it the right way, when things are good, setting down, hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback or, or would you be open to, to some of this and letting them say yes, you asking permission, things will go much better and easier. And then I believe at that time, you'll be more open to um, giving feedback like or, or telling, communicating those ideas. And so um, whatever you do, do not listen to Jenny's advice. If you're a man, do not tell your <laughs> wife that she needs to lose some weight. That do is it together. not an intelligent <laughs> idea. I don't care who you are. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. <laughs> Psst. Hey, it's Zach. 
I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you, and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code Second Shot, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. Jenny over here still trying to come in and argue with me on, on should a man tell a woman that or not. And I just don't get it. Now we're back for the second segment. Imagine my position, ladies. Now I know that if Heath has an issue with me, he's not not only is he like not gonna tell me, he's not even gonna do a Did TikTok I, video. It's he's not just an gonna, issue, it's no, that issue. Correct. That's that's <laughs> the you gotta you gotta separate those because it's not about whether or not you have an issue versus I'm not gonna say Hun, you need to lose some weight. That's never going to okay, come out of your mouth. Okay, then let's get real here. What if you were feeling you like I'm not... You better have another I'm girlfriend not... that you think will tell you that before me. What if you're kind of feeling like I'm actually not that attracted to you and now I'm looking at other people? I would prefer for you to tell me so that I would have the opportunity to have you look back at me. The good thing is I married somebody much hotter than me, so the likelihood of That's me true. ever <laughs> being that, it, it would probably be the reverse <laughs> role versus that, I'm so I'm not saying, worried about that. I'm just what saying. Is, what is the solution? I mean, is the solution saying, hey, I'm going to do this this thing. I'm going to go work out more. I'm going to go, I'm going to eat a little bit better. Do you want to join me with this? Yeah. Maybe like, you ought to join me with so this. It's so much more fun to do it with somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be offended by that. I might be like, oh, my gosh, she kind of, like, thinks that. But then I'm like, oh, cool, he wants to do it with me. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, especially if he's going to, like, cook all my meals. Like Megan does. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's why I <laughs> tell you that. It just ain't never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Next so, headline. Next headline is like my 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 favorite here because uh, again, going into my love right now with all the free agency oh going gosh. on in the NFL. So if you're not aware, you know, NFL free agency, people aren't on contracts, so they're signing a bunch of teams and all that. So this headline is the NFL free agency 2021, the 21 worst free agent moves in league history. So give you an idea that. Um, what happens is, you know, say you got a, a player that's real good with the team and, you know, they're out on the free agent. So some team really got a big hole at a wide receiver and this person was great there and they sign them to big money and they'll sign elsewhere because the current team maybe isn't uh, willing to give them as much money. So, um, like, so for instance, I'll go to the very top of what they say the number one is uh, defensive tackle Albert Hainsworth. So, which I would probably almost agree because. Back in 2009, he was like the crown. He was like, you know, the LeBron James sweepstakes going anywhere because mm -hmm. he was a bat, just wrecker at the defensive tackle spot. And he reeled in a seven-year, $100 million offer back in 2009 for the Washington Redskins. Now, understand, seven-year, $100 million offer was like, and still would be beyond massive right now, much less 10, 11 years ago for a defensive tackle, not even heard of, okay? So got big time. 
which was a massive waste of money. I mean, he, I don't even think he made it underweight in the very first year coming in. Um, I saw was, Emmett Smith skipped, on the list. He's, yeah, that was to the Cardinals, Cardinals later in his year when they overpaid to get him in there. But like, mm-hmm. if you know, failed condition test, couldn't even get in. It was just, it was like literally he wasn't worth a dime, much less seven years and a hundred million. Um, then they have people on here like uh, Amon Green, who was a great Packers running back, and and they, you know, he did great there, and he was older, but they overpaid to get him. The the er, the most recent on here, this number eight is Le'Veon Bell, who was an epic running back for the Steelers that held out an entire year, and they got a big contract with the Jets and basically was non-existent. So um, the list goes on and on of the, the top, like, just epic failures of of um, of the free agency and paying a lot of money for people that don't end up being what they were at that. What that kind of made me think of um, on, like, my second shot of it is that it's funny that you know, these people get paid to look back and then we'll look at the Washington Redskins owner and be like, you, you dummy, paid him that much money. Well, when, when there was tons of other teams lined to do it, Albert Hainsworth was the, like, you know, unstoppable in the middle for every season leading up to that. And it's so funny how people like to, after something is done, if it doesn't work out or it does work out how, they like to claim, oh, you should have known. But however, they were one of those in the camp that would have done it leading up to it. You can only go with what you know at that time. Right. And we see this happen so often how people, you know, love to go back and judge on hindsight. But in the in that time, half of them, you could find clips of them saying um, like these people, these NFL insiders would say, you know, these people are the great draft picks. Uh, you go back and listen to it. And then later down when they busted, they're all talking about how they shouldn't have done that. And go back and find clips of them saying the other. And it's like, why do we do that to people? Well, that's the difference between being a um, an analyst or a commentator or somebody who makes their living based on looking at other people and criticizing them and the people who are actually doing the work. So if you were looking at just like overall financial success and success in life, the people who are making the big mistakes that people are making fun of are usually the people who continue to elevate. Like if you're looking, it, it depends on what your level of success is, but let's say your level of success is financials. The people making the big money are also the people making the big mistakes, not the people who make a living like cracking jokes on them. Right. It's just the truth. So I kind of think, you know, and, and, and I'm look, somebody could say, well, Jenny, that's what you do in media. That's not actually like what I personally do, but I mean, sure people in media and we kind of, you know, do our thing, but the people who are actually taking the risks and making the big risks are also the people who get the big rewards. So who cares? Like who cares what people say about them? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I look at this in, in a way of, of like um, saying those those stories um, should not deter, you know, stories of, the, of that of those failures should not deter someone from taking that risk over and over again in the, in the future. Right. Because um, while there there may be a few of those, there are there are many others that have that have worked out or many other things that, you know, maybe they hadn't been a giant contract, but it was at least a pretty good pretty good pickup and and i i see that a lot in you know working around uh in 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 the business world where a a company maybe has made a mistake at some point in the past and they they are a lot more hesitant to make certain decisions in the future because of that and i'm like well you you made a mistake learn from it what can you learn from it and what can you do again but don't listen to people who are saying oh you never should have done that in the first place right well yeah you're correct i mean and and i think that uh, to me 
because there's so much talk on the hindsight stuff, right? That, that you see all these stories and it's highlighted that it can stop a lot of people from doing things they want to do because they know oh, that they're going to get reamed on. They're going to get reamed on. What if this right. doesn't work? What if yeah. done? And it's like, you you know, I, I think that I want you to have more confidence in yourself if you're thinking about that because you can do, you have to do your due diligence, do your work on what you think you know and don't know. And you got to go with that. You can't worry about what hindsight is, what, what happens down the line. You know, those Steve Jobs quote, you can never connect the dots um, forward, only backwards, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know, you, you don't know yeah. what that's going to lead to and how it's going to do, what it could lead to the next thing. And, and instead of, and not letting those people that because the, there's a group of people that just love to sit back and just judge everybody's move later on down the line and act like they're the geniuses um, when it when it's duh it's clear down the line. Don't let those haters and those people get in your mind. You know, mm -hmm. do you? And you got to make it the best on what you can make your move on, and not worrying about all of those type of people because there's people that just love to sit around. And, and do that and, and judge that fact. But you're going to make the move. You know what to make it by looking at it at the time you're looking at it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. The real world application for commentators is groups of hateful friends. <laughs> you know, groups of hateful friends who one friend steps out, he or she's going to open a business or she's going to do that. And, and the other friends are saying, oh, God, this is never going to last. And there may be another friend in the friend group who's thinking, well, I kind of wanted to do that, too. But now I know everyone's kind of fighting against it. Right. Everyone's cheering against me behind my back. And it makes people not do it. Don't be one of those people, you know, like, God, if you listen, don't, and don't be one of those. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you were like, and you get were, rid of those people. If you got some, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like you were saying, it's so easy to, anybody can look back at something once it's already failed and say, well, yeah, you should have seen that coming a, a mile away. <laughs> anybody can do that. But what you, what's hard is to look at what's in front of you and make the decisions and know that. What, while it may fail, I am going to be the one to reap the reward if it doesn't. So you have to be able to to weigh that. What's what's pretty crazy is that um, uh, VC firms, venture capital firms, right, that put in a lot of money into early startups and stuff. Um, there, I was listening to one on this podcast the other day that um, he expected that at least 30 to $40 million a year in investments that they do on, on stuff will completely flop and they'll lose that. Like think about that for all of us, normal folk, 30, $40 million, wow. right? Yeah. He knows that about 80 to 85% of the businesses he invests in 30 to 40 million of different investments will fail flop. And he knows that they build that in, but it's those 10 to 15% that make up all of the difference. So think about that. It's like they're playing with big money and knows that, all we need is the 10 to 15% to hit. We know it. We can't sit back and analyze every little thing and not make any moves, scared to lose money, or we won't ever get the Uber and the, we look at all the stuff that, that could make those big turns. And so I thought that was interesting to me that how uh -huh. they know that they're, they go into it knowing they're going to have a 30 to $40 million just lost that, but they know law of numbers they have to try in order to get the hit. And I thought that was interesting. Well, what if we did that in our own lives? Because I know I'm somebody who's to my natural inclination is to stop when I have the one roadblock. I'm like, Oh, this is not for me. Back it up, back it up, back yeah. it up. But if I thought, okay, good, that's one hit. That's one hit. I've only got to get 10% right in whatever I do in yeah. life or whatever I try, you know, how much more successful you'd be. I love that percentage. So get out there. Don't let the haters no. stop you. Don't let them sit there and try to keep, uh, you know, bogging you down with what they think is going to be perfect and, and, and looking back and telling you what you should have known. You do you. Make your move on what you know best. 
And don't let the others detour you away from that. We got a pretty little funny little story uh, we're going to tell you about oh in this third gosh. segment of Second Shot coming right up. <laughs> okay, quick break to tell you guys about, oh my gosh, this has been like the best experience we have had in the building realm. And you guys know we have been building this house for, I don't know, has it been four years? We're kind of putting the finishing touches on it and we realized when we got in, the laundry room needed a closet. So we tried to figure out, okay, where do we go from here? We tried to look up some stuff we could do ourselves, tried to hire somebody to do it individually. We came across closets by design. And I am not kidding you, this is the coolest process. And it's almost like if I could reverse and do the whole house closets by design, I would. So what they do is they come up with a rendering of what you want it to look like. They look at, okay, what do you want to have here? How many drawers do you need? What stuff goes where? Where do you want to hang things? They look at every single need that you have, and then they figure it out and give you a design beforehand, let you see the whole thing, 3D. You can change it a billion times over and over again if you need to. And then what comes out is this beautiful custom closet. So we've been working with the people here in Dallas. You've got, if you do it, you gotta call Gia. Gia is my girl. She's been coming over to the house. She comes in, she measures, she gets it done. She hugs the dog, she hugs Brighton. It is so much fun and it's just really been a, a wonderful process. So we had to give them a shout out. Again, it's Closets by Design. So you can uh, check out their website, closetsbydesign.com. Highly recommend Gia and let her know that we sent you. I'm going to come in with the classic Heath on the third segment and start shaming you for not leaving us a rating That's and review. right. If you're listening, leave us a rating and review. It helps us move up on the stuff. Tr share this with your friends and family, people you like. If you like it, share it. Um, Second Shot Facebook group. Come join us. Uh, join in on the conversation. But biggest, go wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. It's super helpful. Please. Yes, indeed. It, well, and what it does, we, we put this out there, you guys, just kind of as a labor of love. And so we hope that the, the idea is that we entertain, we inform, and we most of all inspire. And so by leaving a rating or review, it kind of puts us back up to the top of the podcast list. All you have to do to leave the rating or review is scroll all the way down um, under this podcast on your podcast app if you need help shoot me a dm i will walk you through i've walked many people through we'll it before actually yeah shoot matt a dm i don't know mm -hmm. if he knows how to do it but shoot me a dm and, and i'll do it and, and i will say even if you if, if you for whatever reason if you can't figure that out literally just tell somebody about it i mean that's yeah. that is that is the i'm not going to say that's the bare minimum you can do because i'm not trying to i'm not going to shame you um <laughs> but really that's the maybe the easiest way that you could you could help it is just by going to someone that you know who you think might like this kind of stuff and just tell them, hey, check this out. Okay, you guys, we have had the craziest week. It's funny. It starts with a staycation we did in Dallas because we just wanted to do something, wanted to do something fun. So we go to the staycation. Heath, Heath wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning babe, you're not going to believe who's at the house. So I'm like, what? Like, wake up. Come, oh my gosh, what's happening? It's three in the morning. You're not going to believe it. Who, who's at the front door? He pulls up our security camera and it is a, how many pounds is this dog? At least dog? 100 pounds. At least 100, maybe, I'm going to say 150 pound dog. No, that's a little exaggeration. <laughs> I'm going to say it's, it's, a, it's a thousand pound. It was actually 100. a polar bear. <laughs> yeah. was at our door <laughs> stealing our mail, stealing our package. I had had a, a box delivered to the house, I guess, after we left for the staycation. And obviously we didn't pick it up. We weren't home. And this dog comes up 
picks it up, and it, this box was probably, I don't know, eight inches tall, 10, three feet, what, a mile long? I don't know, <laughs> it was a very big 700 package. 700 pounds? He, it was a big package. He yeah. like manhandles the package, and then not just turns around with it, he backs up, like straight up moonwalking out of the house. And tears off of the front with a big box in his hand and steals it. Oh my it's, gosh! It's go one to Jenny, of the craziest go, things go, I've go, ever seen. Go to Jenny and Chando. Go to her her um, public it's, it's um, tagged on Facebook my, page. It's yeah. tagged on there. You'll see it and watch the video of it. It is hilarious. It's insane. And so now I just got contacted by this um, this video licensing company. They want to license it, and then I don't know what happens from there. I guess I guess they they like give you half of their proceeds or something like that. So the update on the dog. Well, the update on the package, by the way, in case you guys were worried about my package, we did find it like in kind of like a field by our house. So check, check. There was oh. a lot of people who saw the video said, first of all, was there food in there, dog food? And I was like, no, no, no. It was just makeup and skincare. But it's, you guys know, like, I love my toxin-free skincare and makeup and stuff. And a lot of the, of those ingredients are actually shea butter and coconut oil and, and things like that that I guess could smell a little bit like food. So maybe that's what attracted the dog. Um, and then the other update is that we, we've called 311. I mean, we, we think this is a stray dog. We've seen it several times over the last couple months yeah. here and there running around. And oh. other people in the neighborhood have. We post, we've post. we posted about it before. We've taken pictures of it and said, hey, is this anybody's dog? And nobody's ever claimed it. And over and over and over. I mean, he's very skittish. I've tried to catch him to, you know, look, just take care of him or something. I mean. Mm -hmm. Shake him down. Whatever. What are you doing with my yeah, packages? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, he's a big dog. But he always runs. He's very skittish. And tried to catch him, done all that, and, and kind of seen him a lot less. So, so I've. I don't know where he's going, but he looks healthy, which is that's why I was checking next door and more so because he 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 looks like he's a a, a very well fed like dog, and so but with nobody coming to on it and other people seeing the dog around the neighborhood makes me feel like it's nobody's dog, but we're going to keep trying to look for it. Well, so I talked to 311. They were supposed to come out yesterday or today. And so I don't know if they did. I have not seen him since then. He's a beautiful dog. I was worried about calling 311 because I just didn't want something bad to happen to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he needs, he, you know, he just needs to be in a good home. So I guess what will happen is they'll check the microchip and then they will connect back with us. If and then there's a great, we think it's a great Pyrenees. So um, I have a couple names. Our friend Suleika, one of my closest friends, is big in the dog rescue world. So she hooked me up with some great Pyrenees rescues. So I'm hoping to get him if we in can, the rescue. If you can ever catch him, which if, would be almost impossible. If, if we can ever catch him. Find yeah. his stash of, of packages I mean, that he's got. Uh, who knows what he's got? Yeah. I just hope our video goes viral. That would be cool. It yeah, has kind of gone so far. It has. It's gotten picked up. We did it on the show on uh, morning after, and and a bunch of other next star stations picked it up. So we'll see. We'll see what else happens with that video. I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Um, I have a lingering question, Matt, about your yes, newfound health regimen. Okay. Uh, can you guys drink on it? Um, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's. Uh, Basically keto, so things that have carbs in them like uh, beer or things like that are, are, are out. But, um, you know, I'll have a vodka tonic every now and then, and it'll be okay. But tonic has sugar. Well, a little bit. Or vodka bit. soda. A little bit. Not soda, but just No, you vodka should do soda water. water. Seltzer, seltzer water. Okay, seltzer water. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, seltzer water. I'm like, do not mess it up with the tonic water. No. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm yeah, so I've been – it's – it's. Uh, I, I will say that, um, you know, having gone – I would say probably the last big diet I went on was maybe like 12 years ago. And the difference between then and now versus um, what you can find to eat, which is actually good, is night and day. 
and I've been able to find all sorts of stuff that I can enjoy because I am a, a relatively picky eater when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So um, I've been able to do just fine. Like I said, uh, there's a heavy dependence on avocado. I don't love avocado, <laughs> uh, but beyond that, like I can, I can, I'm, I'm doing okay. So I'm, I'm here to tell folks, like I am one of the pickiest eaters you may ever, you may ever find, and I'm able to do it. So if you are thinking about it, and you're like, I don't know what I can find. Just go looking around. Just go poking around the grocery store. You'll be surprised what you can find. <laughs> we found these low carb tortillas that that feel like flour tortillas, and you, you, they taste like it, but they are like hardly any carbs at all, which is incredible. I'm impressed. You're, you look like a different person. For people watching the video, I mean, you well, and you know, this is like what Zach did. Other producer Zach, yeah, he did a similar version a while back yeah. too, and like loved it. So you know, oh, this got me hungry for a Chick Fil A or something. <laughs> no. You know, I will say they're grilled nuggets. I never tried them before. Before now, their grilled nuggets are pretty good. Okay, pretty okay, good. we're having tacos tonight, so we'll have to start tomorrow. Because yeah. <laughs> we're we're having tacos tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm, I hope that everybody enjoyed the uh, get together, the regular one. We're gonna try to at least do one, you know, a regular one once or twice a month and, and stuff like that. Keep it going with the sit downs in, and things have been going good. We need a rating and review from you. That would be great. Where can they find you at? JennyAndChondo.com. And I guess you can just look for me in my viral video with the with the white dog, the Great Pyrenees, the polar bear. Um, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Also find us on our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. What about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me, Matt Stoker one and that's the numeral one on Instagram. Um, I will say, I think this, this is coming out tomorrow, right? So yeah. uh, yesterday as, as of uh, this recording, it was my dog's 17th birthday. <gasps> wow. So I oh posted on Instagram about that. Go give him a like. Um, he's doing just fine. He's uh, doing great. So uh, you can find me there. You can find me in the uh, Second Shot Facebook group and, uh, and wherever else. And also, if you leave a rating and review, say Matt is great down at the bottom. I know I sent you. <laughs> at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram is really the best place to find me or in the Second Shot Facebook group. You can hit me up as well. Um, love you. We'll wait. I'll see you next time. Leave a rating and review. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.